Happy birthday to somebody. There's got to be somebody's birthday today. Oh, today's Loretta's birthday. Loretta McLean is her birthday today. So I think she's 84, if I'm not mistaken. So, hey, Loretta, happy birthday. I called her before I came to work, but she was, I bet you her son and daughter probably took her out for her birthday. Oh, right on. So, uh, anyway, yep. happy, happy birthday to every girl and boy. That's the only happy birthday song that should be. This happy birthday to you. you. That is such a boring song. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's a party. It's festive. We need the happy, happy birthday to every girl and boy. That, that was from um, Casey Jones. Roundhouse. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know, way before your time. <laughs> but anyway, you should Google it. It's an excellent song. I sing it to everybody. Happy, uh, yeah, how many different colors can a human eye see? Around 1,000, around 10,000, around 100,000, around 1 million. What do you think, Brian? I'm going to say 100,000. Okay, what do you think? Uh, 1,000. Dr. Jess. Okay, our eyes can do pretty amazing things, and distinguishing around a million of colors in what is one of them. Actually, a healthy human eye has three types of uh, cone cells, and each of them can register about a hundred different shades, which given which gives us a million different colors. Oh, wow. That's something I wouldn't have thought either. Around a million colors, wow! And dogs, they all, we all been brought up that dogs are colorblind. That they, you know, they only see black and white. Now that's they realize now. I don't, I don't know how they realize this, but they said that um, no, they can see, but it's different. You can kind of, you know, that ad that says uh, a Claritin ad. You know how it's kind of fuzzy and hazy, and then mm-hmm. they take Claritin and everything's bright. Okay, a dog sees mutant colors. Apparently, is what what the, the researchers have come up with. So. I don't know if the dogs filled out a survey. I have no idea. <laughs> but anyway, okay. If you got a question, give a holler. 651-641-1071. Who's up to bat there, Mr. Brian? All right. So we have Kimberly on the line, and she has a question on uh, ear infection for her dog. All right. Hi, Kimberly. How you doing? Hi. Hey, first off, I thought the Great Wall of China was one of those uh, great what, wonders. Was it great? No, it wasn't. In this trivia book, it is not. Oh, no, okay. it isn't. But thank you for bringing that up because that really should be because that is something. That's isn't the it? eighth. That's okay. There's the eighth, hey. eighth, eighth wonder of the world. But yeah, no, it's not in there. So yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Well, thank you for bringing that up. Okay. What can we do for you? <laughs> okay. So a few months ago, um, my dog had a horrible outbreak on his skin. It must have been about uh, spring, no, summertime, going towards fall. And I think it had something to do with the drops of uh, the flea medicine. Okay. Very yeah, well could he be. had a horrible outbreak of that. Yeah. So when he was scratching and scratching so much, I thought, oh, I need to put some more on. <laughs> no, that was horrible. Oh, bummer. Yeah. So anyway, he got an ear infection. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. So I took him to the vet. We got some medicine. His skin's all great, but his ear, um, it's just starting up again. And I don't know if you've heard of the like potato ear, cauliflower ear, cauliflower. Oh, okay. A rock vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to keep That's fine. carbs. That's good. Okay, so then that's what he's got, cauliflower ear? Well, I don't know. It just, it's, I cleaned it out a little bit, like two days ago, and now he's, like, scratching it, 
and he's, you know, kind of yelping when he scratches it. And now it just, when I look in there, it looks like it's, you know, closing up. Mm -hmm. Is it red? Um, no, it looks like the rest of the tissue around it. Okay. Is it smelly? Yes. Okay. So ears are, um, a detoxification mechanism for dogs, just like they are in people. And so basically, you know, given the chemicals that were dumped on him, he's got to detox them somehow. So, um, so what that means is that you have to pay attention to the, uh, to the immune system, right? Because that's what's doing the work of detoxification. Okay. And so treating the ear is like a secondary thing. I only have people treat the ear just to keep the dog comfortable. So if she, okay. he's shaking his head, he's scratching at his ear, it's really driving him nuts, then yes. you have two options. You can put coconut oil on the ear. Um, oh. In the ear or on the ear? Either one. I mean, it, it, it's going to melt as soon right. as it starts to touch the skin, okay. you know. Yeah. So I would say basically you dig up a spoonful of coconut oil and just kind of smush it onto the ear. Okay. It will melt instantaneously okay so for some dogs that reduces inflammation the ear looks less red they're they're kind of more comfortable Mm -hmm. Uh, for some dogs that can be irritating to them and so if it does irritate him then your next line of defense is to use aloe vera juice oh aloe vera juice like they sell at health food stores for people to drink and what are we doing that you put it in the ear you like pour it in their ear yeah like how much? I never heard of that. You know, some. You, well, you what, a teaspoon? Well, you fill the ear canal, so it depends on the size of the dog. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So basically you pour it in until it overflows a little bit, okay. and then you know you're there. But people drink this stuff because it soothes mucous membranes, Okay. and that's why you dump oh. it in your dog's ear. And that uh. way, when your dog shakes his head, and it flies out and hits the wall or the floor, <laughs> and he licks it up, it is safe for him to ingest. Oh, okay. Cool. But then the rest of what you got to do is now you have to address the immune system and the detoxification organs. So I would think about liver support. Uh, I would, you know, get the dog on a probiotic, use fish oils if you're not using them. Um, And then, you know, typically I use standard process supplements to do these things. So I would use the canine hepatic support for the liver. That's what my Gilligan's on. Yep. And canine immune support for the immune system. And you basically give them both at the same time with his food. Okay. So with the the oil part, can... Can I give him sardines? Um, Usually, uh, you know, the problem with sardines is that they've been canned, unless you're talking about raw sardines. No. (laughs) Yeah. And so the canning process, like, we don't know what effect that's going to have on the essential fatty acids, and that's why you use fish oil or sardine oil. Okay. Um, But that's, you know, uh, fish oil supplements are something easy that you could find at any uh, pet food store. And what about the alcohol stuff that it says you're supposed to... Squeeze in there to clean it out and then put in the medicine. Yeah, I don't usually do that. I should is not that, do that? Yeah, no. is it? I, is don't, it? I, don't, I do not have people clean the ears or use um, the medications that are sent home for the ears because typically, for one thing, if you clean the ear too much, if you handle it too much, you will annoy it. Now it'll. That's why it just happened. Yeah. Yeah. So that stop, was my fault. Mm-hmm, stop doing that. Basically, if, some, if something's inflamed and irritated, you have to curb your natural tendency to touch it. Yeah. Okay. Stop touching yeah. it. Because, again, the problem is not 
in the ear. The ear is just a symptom. The problem is in the intestines where the immune system is living and in the liver. Okay. So we address those directly with supplements. And then for the ear, all you're trying to do is make the dog more comfortable. So the, okay. so the treatment so, is not in the ear because the problem is not actually in the ear. Right. It's from when, when you put too much of the free tick stuff on, you oh. sent your dog system into a tailspin. And so now it's got to work its way out, you know, through the liver, which is a detoxifies the whole system, you know, our right. system and the animal system. Even though it was like uh, four or five months ago. Uh-huh. Yep. It does oh, it. my gosh. Yep. Oh, I feel horrible. No. <laughs> well, you know, but that's okay. I mean, at least his ear is acting up. And, and like now that you're aware that it's a detoxification and you, then you know how to support his system versus focusing on the ear and saying, now i got to make this thing go away. Right. Okay. What's the number one first thing I should do? Um, you coconut can, in the ear? Coconut oil or aloe vera juice in the ear. And okay. then internally with his food. Go to the health food store, get yourself a probiotic, get yourself some fish oils. Okay. Can the fish oil be the, um, the, those, um, see-through pills? Yep. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like I said, typically I would use standard process canine hepatic support and standard process canine immune support. Okay. And so if you want to know how to get those, email me through my website. And okay. what is that? Oh, my gosh. I feel horrible. It's your website. Yeah, but it's very doable. It's holistic-vet-care.com. All right. Okay, great. Okay, kiddo. Yeah, because I was just, you know, doing the from the uh, neck blades or the shoulder blades all the way down. Yep. Nope. Mm-hmm. Stop it. We just gave you nap. We always gave you natural ways to take care of it. Okay. Not grounded, Katie. No, we won't. We won't ground you. You're just Not learning. At all. You're, you, if you do it again, then you're going to be grounded. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So no, I would never do that to him. Okay. Thank then, you guys so much. You bet. Take you care, kiddo. Bye bye. Thanks okay, for the call. Bye. Okay. But that's the thing is people don't know. You, you know, and then when bad oh, things sure. happen, then they feel just like okay, dog. I gave that dog this stuff, and now he's in seizure. What the hey? But that's it said that. So you take the chance anytime you use chemicals that you might be one of what that's going to happen, what it says on the label. Right. And the other thing, too, is like, um, you know, things don't just randomly happen. Right. Basically. Yep. Yeah. And sometimes it can be a buildup. Of things of okay, you done this. You got, let's say you got him on heartworm, you got him on flea tick, you got him on this. You got a whole bunch of chemicals right. running and, through that. And system. exactly like like what you were saying. So if if the chemical was applied to the dog, she said, you know, three, four or five months ago. Yep. What else was going on four or five months ago? Mm-hmm. Oh, end of end of season lawn treatments. Yeah, um, there you go. Yep. Yeah, all kinds. This is a crap storm, is what it is. Okay, eyebrows. What are the eyebrows <laughs> roll? Have you ever thought about this? Okay, does it, uh, let's see, eyebrows rolls is to make our faces more beautiful, protect our eyes from rain, <laughs> express our emotions. So think about it. We'll be back. Hello, hello, hello. Remember, if you're driving or whatever you haven't, you missed, I talk too fast <laughs> and you missed something, you can listen to the podcast of this show. So you can go to mytalk1071.com and go to the KDK9 show page, okay? And then um, we've been talking today, uh, natu- uh, why do dogs throw up? Uh, we have that bile, or the, the uh, orange or oranges, yellowish, foamy stuff or slimy stuff. 
Okay, and that's at the beginning on hour one, and then we've been talking flea and tick natural controls. So eyebrows role is make our face more beautiful, protect our eyes from rain, express our emotions. What are you thinking, Brian? Gonna say express our emotions. All right, what are you thinking, Doctor Jess? I think keeping the rain off. Okay, pretty clear. They said technically all three answers are correct, but the main purpose of the eyebrow is to protect our eyes from raindrops. No way. (laughs) (laughs) To protect from raindrops, sweat, and dirt. But everything there is is for a reason. It's just like a gutter. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Nice. So you have to have significant eyebrows in order for that to... Yeah, I know some people that have those eyebrows that you just want to sit there, please do something with them. They look like a bush all themselves. You know, you just want to go up so bad and just kind of, I just need to cut them a little thinner. Now you know they're well protected. Yeah, they are. They're from dirt, rain, all that kind of fun <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Who would have thunked it? Huh? There you go. Look at him. Hey, so listen to the KDK9 show. Uh, I feel bad for those poor people whose eyebrows are just, you know, nothing. drawn on. Well, yeah, they, oh, yeah. <laughs> I that's know not going to work. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're, they're the poor people that go through chemo that lose all their hairs. That's, mm. a, that's a bummer. Yeah. But uh, but the thing is, is that, uh, yeah, but that does make it, and they said sweat. You know, when you're sweating, you know, you know it stops it from going most, well, unless you're really working out. Then it overrides the eyebrows and is into your eyes anyway. But it makes mm-hmm. sense. See, everything, we, God put us to all together and everything has a reason why it's there. Some may look different than others, but that's what the uniqueness of all of us are. Hey, got a question? Give a holler. 651-641-1071. Who's up to bat there, sir? All right. So we have Casey on the line, and she has a dog that has an itchy body. Itchy body. And her name is Casey? Yes. All right. Casey, how you doing? I'm good. Good. What kind of pupper do you have? A boxer. Okay. How old? Five. Five. Okay. What food do you feed? She does Nutrisource um, salmon potato. Okay. Do you rotate it at all? I tried, but it bothers her stomach too much. Because <laughs> um, okay. I tried rotating it. Because I tried to go switch to duck. Okay. And then it bothered her. And then, like, her skin, it seemed like it was having the issue. So then I switched her back to the salmon, and it got a little bit better. Okay. Um, and I started giving her supplements. Like what? To try and help. Um, they're called, it's from Zesty Paws. It's like outer immune ones. Okay. Um, that are supposed to be good for like, co- got like a probiotic blend and more salmon oil and okay. stuff like that. Okay. Okay, Dr. Jess, what um, do you have to say? Well, wait, wait, did Hold it on. help? Did it help? A little bit. Um, but she's, I've been giving, I was just about to order more for her because I bought it off of Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, maybe I should ask before I order more. Because it's been about a little over a month since she started it, but she's still itchy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just a season or if there's more that I can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so basically, like, boxers are one of the top breeds that I treat for inflammatory bowel disease. Yep. And so... Um, the fact that that you cannot change the foods easily with this dog tells you that the gut is the underlying problem. So to some extent, you have to kind of overlook the skin and the itching for right now, and you got to address this gut issue because that is the key to the skin. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, she has... Um, the do- every vet I've been to, I've been to multiple vets. I think I've called in here before, too. She has issues... She- She's five years old, and she's 
still has been a consistent 55 pounds mm-hmm. the whole time, which is small for a boxer. Like, she's very thin. She has plenty of energy. She's not starving or anything like that. But she's always been really thin, and I've tried to add weight, and I've changed her food multiple times and stuff, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem to make a difference. Mm-hmm. So that's a, another thing, too, where we've tried mm-hmm. to figure out that, but none of the vets can really figure it out. How, how much dry food do you feed her? Dry food? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much food do you feed? Uh, she gets a cup and a half, two cups, twice a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's probably some underlying um, uh, pancreatic insufficiency. It might not be significant enough to show up on a blood test, but it sounds like you have a little bit of uh, maldigestion going on as well. That's what my Zelda had, too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it's just uh, very... So is there a way mm-hmm. I can figure that out without... Uh-huh. Yeah. They and... told me, like, you can do all these tests, but they're like, it's going to cost three, four, five hundred, like different tests they're like oh right. we can send it to the u of m to do this that yep. and the other right. thing yeah hold on yeah just I'm tell you how to treat this dog okay so oh, okay. pan up yeah here we go so just I, w- I would start with supplements you know the thing with the zesty paw supplements is that um people like to use them because they're formulated as treats but whenever you have a supplement that is formulated typically as a treat or you know a soft chew kind of thing there's there's a lot of junk in there that ends up giving it the texture that they need and a lot of sugar. So things that I would do with this dog, I would right away, I would put her on standard process canine enteric support because you have to rebuild the intestinal lining. And so that's like the first thing that I would do. Um, If you want to give her a probiotic, you can. A probiotic is not going to be very effective until that intestinal lining is rebuilt. But there you want to make sure that you're using uh, soil-based organisms. So I would look at Garden of Life products from your local health food store. And then the other thing that I would do is get an enzyme made by Solaray, S-O-L-A-R-A-Y. And you want to get the enzyme called pancreatin, which is, oh God, do I have to spell this? Okay, wait a minute. P-A-N-C-R-A-T-I-N, no. C-R-E-A-T-I-N, pancreatin 1300. There are other enzyme supplements out there called pancreatin 1300, but you want the one made by Solaray. And and that basically is kind of a little test to see, does she have some degree of EPI? Because Solaray pancreatin 1300 is a very strong protease, so it helps digest proteins. And that will show you if she starts to assimilate her food a little bit better because that is quite a large amount of food to feed a dog who's sticking right at 55 pounds and looks skinny. So yeah. when, when you get the pancreatin 1300, it's made for humans. It comes in capsules. I would say start by giving her half a capsule with each meal just to make sure that you're not overwhelming her. And then if she's good with that for four or five days, then I would just give her a whole capsule with each meal to help her digest her food. The standard process canine enteric support Get the big bottle, 110 grams, because you're going to need it. Same thing. It comes with a half a teaspoon scoop. You start with a quarter of a teaspoon twice a day for like the first week, and then increase to the half a teaspoon twice a day with her food. And that that standard process is the company that makes it, and it's the canine enteric 
E-N-T-E-R-I-C. Enteric support. Enteric means intestines. Mm, And so that is where I would start with this dog. Now, if you do those things and things are going okay, so I don't mean that after two weeks she's like, put on massive amounts of weight and she's quit itching. But if she's tolerating them, if you're no longer seeing, you know, any gut issues, then you go back to the pet food store and you get yourself some raw bistro. Usually I start with the beef protein because most dogs will tolerate that quite well. And the reason I use raw bistro is because the animals are pasture-raised in Cannon Falls, Minnesota. So it's a very clean product and start her on that raw food bit by bit. Rotate it in. Yeah, and that's what I would do. Okay. Okay. And then a couple Hold of up. months from you now, go we to... can talk about doing other things with her. But yeah, that's you... where I would start. Okay, if you got other questions, thank hold... you. okay, you bet. Hold on. We got to run to big break, okay? Otherwise, you'll be done. Then thank you for call. Okay, there is one useful vitamin in raindrops. Which one? Vitamin A, B12, C, or D3. A useful vitamin in raindrops. We'll be back. Hello, hello. We're winding her down. Here we are. We only got a half hour left. All right. Total time, that is. Okay. There is a useful vitamin in raindrops. Which one? A, vitamin A, B12, C, or D3? What do you think, sir? I'm going to say B12. All right. What do you want to say there, Miss Jess? In raindrops? In raindrops. Yeah, I agree. B12. Okay, B12. Ding, 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 ding. It's B12. Hey. So think of that. That's why the next time when it rains, go out there, start catching those drops on your tongue, and you're getting your B12. (laughs) (laughs) Uh There you go. Oh, don't we find out really cool stuff here. Okay, who's up next here, sir? All right, so we have Gay on the line, and she has a question uh, about over-counter supplements. All right. Hi, Gay. How you doing? Hi. Um, I've got actually two questions. One is, is there an over-the-counter medicine wound preventer, whatever, that you can use instead of buying heart guard for preventative for heartworm. And the other question is, they used to recommend an, uh, a product called Rescue Remedy for yep. dogs that are stressed yep. and humans. Yep. And I want to know if that's still a good thing to buy. Okay. Dr. Jess? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rescue Remedy's still around. Still works well. Yeah. So that's something easy to do. Hey, can, you, can, can you put that on their tongue or on the side of their mouth, the Rescue Remedy? You can. Okay. I was just wondering. Yeah. I mean, for that, I, you know how there's the human rescue remedy and the pet rescue right. remedy? So for that, I would use the pet rescue remedy. Okay. Because the pet one has glycerin in it instead of alcohol. Okay. Whereas the human one tastes terrible. But the human one, I usually just put a drop in the ear. Okay. In the ear. Yeah. You don't have to put it like down into the ear canal. You just right. put it on the inside of the ear flap. Okay. Or you can put a couple of drops in your hands, rub them together and kind of pet their face, pet their ears. Okay. So that's usually very effective. Okay. So um, alternatives to uh, things like HeartGuard and whatnot, Mm -hmm. um, there are two things that I typically recommend. One is um, an herbal blend called Heartworm Free. Uh, And it it shows up online as HWF, as in Frank. Heartworm Free is made by Amber Naturals, which is naturals with a Z at the end, of course. Um, but it is a, an herbal blend that I use it to treat dogs who have heartworm, but it can also be used as a preventive and it's completely explained on their website. So I have some clients who use that and then I have other clients who use the heartworm no sode, 
So the heartworm nosode is a homeopathic remedy made from heartworms. And basically, it just how you use it kind of depends on which potency you have, right? Homeopathic remedies are made uh, in different dilutions, and the dilutions are called potencies. The more dilute the remedy gets, the stronger it is. So if you're using like heartworm 30C, you would give a dose, which is usually two pellets every two weeks throughout mosquito season to prevent the development of heartworm disease. If you have a 200C potency, you could give a dose once a month. And that's kind of typically what I would do for heartworm preventive. It sometimes just depends on which one I have in my office. Now, the nosodes, that's N-O-S-O-D-E. Yes. No sods are homeopathic remedies that are made from disease products. So that's why it's called the heartworm no sod because it's made from heartworms. Some homeopathic pharmacies will not sell them to the public because kind of a special category, but you can order them from Helios Homeopathic Pharmacy in England and they'll sell you anything and their shipping is really cheap. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's Helios, H-E-L-I-O-S uh, in the UK. Um, Shipping can take a while, yeah. But, uh, but you know they're they're good about it. Good prices. So the remedies are not expensive, and their shipping is cheap. Got that? Okay, that's good. I'll I might check that Helios out. Okay, mm-hmm. sounds good. Well, yeah, and we really applaud you for coming on the air. Mm-hmm. We have two dogs, and we got a limited income, and we try to save money here and there. And we still get them their distemper and their all their shots and spayed and neutered and all that kind of stuff. But if there's something over the counter we can buy and it's going to save us a trip to the vet, we keep our dogs usually on heartworm medicine year-round because we've had an issue with them eating rabbit poop and catching squirrels and getting worms from that. So, oh, yeah. Um, at any rate, uh, anything yep, that you but- do uh, like for this program is really helps us out a lot. Oh, that's cool. But now stop for a second. The heartworm is not for worms that they pick up. No, I know that. Okay, okay. But they can get tapeworm from a squirrel or rabbit easy. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, we just keep them on that heart heart guard usually with us with a intestinal preventative in it too. Right, and that's that's the kind of thing though where you know it might pay off in the short term because you're not seeing uh, you know tapeworm segments come out, uh-huh. but it could potentially knock your dogs for a loop in the long run because it is in general it is not a good idea to deworm yourself every month year right. round. Correct. So okay. there's some hazard for the intestines in there. Um, there's pretty much no drugs without side effects. So, again, it's a matter of kind of, you know, looking it up online and, uh, you know, seeing what those side effects might be. Yeah, because see, dogs that, uh, when they decided to put a uh, deworming in with it, in with the heartworm, because every heartworm is given once a month, mm-hmm. no dog should be dewormed once a month, because that's really hard in their, their gut. Okay, you only deworm when there's a problem. Right. You don't, you don't, you know, so that's why, you know, if you want to, if your dog's prone to it because of the area you live in, you could take a sample in the spring and have it ran and a sample in the fall. And if there's any worms and treat accordingly. You mean like a poop sample? Could, yeah, that's what I meant. No, I guess yeah. my part, part <laughs> of my head wasn't, oh, but anyway. Yeah, so that's what I mean, a, sam- a poop sample. So that, because yeah, to, to do things as a preventative where you're treating something that's not there, especially when it comes to chemicals, is not healthy for your dogs. And that's going to cost you a lot of money in the long run when the dog's system hits the toilet 
Okay? Okay. So you've got to look at that. Try going to healthypets.mercola.com and then type in that or dogsnaturallymagazine.com. Okay, and that will help you with natural things and just kind of look at the big picture because what you may think you're doing well with now could put your dogs into a toilet later that's going to cost you an arm and a leg because of all the chemicals that have been, been in their digestive system. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. Okay. Well, thank, right, thank you. You bet. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Yep. So it's that's craziness. All right, where are we at there, Mr. Brian? All right, so we have Mark on the line, and he has a question. Uh, he has a dog with seizures and a picky eater as well. Ah, Mark. Hi, Mark. How you doing? Good. Thank Good. you for taking my call. Oh, thank you for calling. What Actually, kind of? I have three questions. So we have a dog that's peeing a lot, has seizures, and um, yeah. Okay, what kind of, what breed of dog? It's a miniature Pomeranian. Okay, how old? 13 years old. 13? Yep. Okay, and how, is it overweight, just right, what? Uh, a little on the overweight side. Okay, uh, what food are you feeding? He's been on a raw diet for years. Oh, excellent, look at you. You heard that from some lady named Katie Kana. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And then, um, now are you doing any chemicals in or on the dogs? No. Oh, sorry. The third thing was he has, the vet says he has dementia. So oh. I had to get feedback on that if possible. Oh, okay. uh, no chemicals on the dogs. I do because he, he's prone to get ticks a lot. I do try to put on the outside on his fur the uh, anti-tick stuff. Sorry, the name escapes me right now. Okay. 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 Good. Okay. Dr. Jess, take it away. So is he on any medication for the seizures? Phenobarbital. But the thing is, he's not eating his food right now as much because... We had to put him on a bland diet because he keeps puking. Um, the science diet bland. Uh-huh. Remember what flavor. And now he's not wanting to eat it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if, if you go back and offer him his raw food, will he eat that? He did eat it. I did try that this morning, and he did take that, and he ate around uh, the bland food. I smart think he's dog. trying to tell you yeah, something. Yeah, smart dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because the, the he's actually a very smart dog. To oh a, yeah, to a detriment sometimes. Yeah. So I mean, phenobarbital will often make dogs, you know, drink more and pee more, so it can have that kind of steroid-like oh. effect. Um, have you like when was the last time you had blood tests done to see where he's at and to see what the phenobarbital level is and all that? Uh, it's been a couple months, but that's actually stable now. The thing is, okay. he had a seizure today because he has. Because that's where we put his phenobarbital. Oh, 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 okay. Otherwise, other than that, he's been pretty good with the seizures as long as he stays on top of the phenobarbital. The blood levels have been good with that. Okay. So the reason why I bring that up is if there's another alternative that's more natural, perhaps. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the phenobarbital may be forcing the... Because he does drink a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where he's leading to the urination and because of the dementia. Mm-hmm. So, so things that will help with seizures, like basically what I would do is put some stuff on board to try to stabilize him before you start to wean off the phenobarbital. You have the phenobarbital in an elixir? Well, we don't want to wean him off of it. We want to make sure he keeps eating it. And he's not eating his food because uh-huh. he okay. cute with the, the raw bread. Okay, because the phenobarbital is, is what's causing these other symptoms. Okay, so the phenobarbital uh, you have, is that in a liquid prep? It's in a pill. In a pill, okay. So I would basically um, talk to your vet about getting it compounded because there are pharmacies out there that will make it into a liquid formula that um, 
and, and this is just one option. Like, like they could make it tuna flavored. They could make it chicken flavored. They can make it beef flavored. There's all these flavorings now for animals, and so it might be something that would be easier to get into him. Okay, but now he ate his raw food. So why why can't they put it in the raw food? He just won't eat it with that canned stuff. That you know, that's the thing, right? So and actually, what happened with that? So he was put on this intestinal diet because because he would have sudden pukes where he'd puke it up about half an hour ish later on, and it looked like there might have been solid chunks in there. We don't know if that's bone parts from the raw foods or not. Uh huh. What raw food are you using? Oh, I'm sorry. It's in a brick form. Uh-huh. You get it from Atlas Pet Supply up at Blaine. Sorry if I'm not supposed to use names. Uh-huh. Um, no, that's okay. But it's supposed to be raw, a raw diet food. Okay. Um, okay. So I think, like, so one thing is is to either hide that phenobarbital tablet in something that he will eat for sure, or get it in a formula that makes it easier for you to put it directly into his mouth. Other things that I would do is I would add coconut oil to this dog's diet. Literally start with a quarter of a teaspoon. You can feed it to him directly off the spoon, or you can try mixing it in with his food. And then I would look into one of the CBD formulas. So um, it's the the Pet Relief, R-E-L-E-A-F brand, um, kind of has the, I think, most concentrated and purest form. And that is something that... Um, I use like I use that before I reach for something like phenobarbital to treat my patients with seizures. Okay, okay, I'd like to definitely try that. Will the liquid form of phenobarbital make him want to pee as much still, or no? Oh, I'm sure it would. You yeah. know, drugs, okay. side effects of drugs, or you know, that's that's what sometimes makes the the drug kind of makes makes the drug intolerable is if you have too many side effects to it. Okay, watch so. your old that thought. We got to run the break. Come back. We'll finish this up. Okay, kiddo. So don't hang up. Okay, the fastest spinning planet in our solar system is Jupiter, Earth, Mars, Venus. We'll be back. All right. Hi there. Hold oh, there. We're winding her down. Okay. So we've got uh, Mark on the line. Mark, you still with us? Yes. All right. I did my wife did let me know that we're giving him primal nuggets? Okay. You familiar with that? Primal nuggets. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. Is that okay? Yep. Yeah. Stuff? Yep. Yeah. Okay, and, cool. and so then now he threw that when you gave him that, he threw that up. And it, yeah, it's a sudden violent throw up almost consistently around consistently around 20 to 30 minutes later, which is why we moved to the science diet, bland food, trying to, we tried different flavors in the primal nuggets too. Okay. Every flavor would do the same thing. It appeared that the lamb, I believe that had the less bone chunks, wouldn't and we made the assumption because of the bone chunks, maybe that's why, but. Huh. What's your thoughts on yeah, really? Well, it might be worth trying a different kind of raw food. Yeah. So just try a different brand completely and see if there's, who knows, something about the primal that makes it Well, you could vomit. try like Stella and Chewy's or Raw Bistro. I'm not familiar with bone chunks in them because I give them to my dogs. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyth- any of them have noticeable bone chunks. Right. I don't think the primal does either. You know, okay, I, yeah, I haven't even used the primal yeah. raw. But, tried but, the free- but what about trying the freeze dried instead of the raw? Freeze dried is never going to be as good as raw. Well, that's true. But Let's I mean, we're trying it. to keep food down. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, but uh, you know, also possibly a side effect of phenobarbital, right? Yeah. So, it, and not just phenobarbital itself. But no, I think this happened before phenobarbital. To be honest with you. Okay. 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 
So but to it, your point, I think it might have exasperated, but it was always kind of there. Right. And then you have to think about all the other all the other influences, right? We've talked about, you know, yeah. flea and tick stuff. We've talked about heartworm preventives. We talked about deworming and vaccines and all the other stuff we do to our dogs that could potentially make them puke. So, I don't do any of that actually. I don't okay, good. for all that. Good. Good. Proud of you. Good. So then my last question, dementia, how will we know if he has that? Um, you know, I mean, with dogs, there's no test of cognitive ability. And so sometimes people say, you know, oh, my dog, you know, walks into the room and then acts like he's confused, like he doesn't know why he went in there or something uh-huh. like that. And so it's it's pretty much diagnosed based on the story that people tell us. Um, and so that's where I would use the coconut oil. Increasing the amount of fat in the diet. You know, we had a long discussion earlier about dogs puking. Yeah, I listened to that. And so that could potentially help. It would certainly help with seizures. It would help with dementia. The so, coconut oil. Co- yeah, co- for that. coconut yep. oil, raw fatty hamburger, full fat cottage cheese, raw green tripe. You know, any one of those things are things that would be useful. Raw tripe particularly might be useful for your dog because it is very beneficial to the liver, which you need okay. if you're going to metabolize your phenobarbital. All right. Okay. So things to try. And you could do a a consult with uh, Dr. Jess, too. How can he get a hold of you? Uh, Through my website at holistic-vet-care.com. Okay. Does that help you, Mark, or give you a start somewhere? Yeah, very helpful. Okay, good. I'm proud of you for for listening and and doing bra and just doing good. for You're a good daddy. (laughs) Okay. You bet. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. No, like I said, when they, like I said, there's so much going on with this dog, you know, the age, and then you know, with the seizures, and like, who knows? Maybe he's on the seizure because it was definitely epilepsy. It could have been, you know, that's true. You that's know, could true. be it. So we don't know. So anyway, well, we want to sum up. Okay, let's. Uh, uh, what we learned today, you can go to the podcast. Okay, go to mytalk1071.com. Go to the KDK9 show page where you can catch all my past shows. And then we, we've talked about, okay, dogs throwing up uh, bile. Okay, what we could do for that. We talked about fleas and ticks, natural. We talked about uh, maybe this year doing your lawn, scrap the chem- chemicals. Uh, go to uh, Organic Lawns by Lun Seth. Organic Lawns by Lun, L-U-N-S-E-T-H. Uh, I think it's .org, if I'm not mistaken, or .com. I can't remember. Uh, they've advertised on our show before. But what you're trying to do is get rid of all the chemicals. You can do this. And it usually takes three years for our organic lawn to do the, you know what I mean, to for it to really snap back without, because now you're, the lawn is feeding itself instead mm-hmm. of you feeding the lawn with all the chemicals and stuff like that. Okay? So, yeah, just get a get a start by calling um, Organic Lawns by Lunseth, okay? And then now, um, last thing we we're going to talk about, what did you want to talk about uh, shy dogs, shy and timid dogs? Yeah, I think this class is going to be so important, and I'm going to be in the first class with <laughs> my little dog, Chico. I don't know if anybody remembers us from class, but I went through your one of your obedience classes yeah. with Chico, yeah. which was kind of a nightmare because, you know, she, not only does Chico not perform at home, but in right. front of the crowd, he was pretty much catatonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so... I think, like, one of the things that we don't think about, like, it's always a little bit surprising, I think, when somebody comes in with a puppy, and the, and even when people have done, they've done a baby obedience classes, and, and they've done socialization things, and some of these puppies are still very reserved and shy right. and frightened. Yes. And those dogs would also really benefit from a class like this. 
I think one of the things there's like this common misconception that when you get your puppy at seven weeks, eight weeks, nine weeks, that they're like a blank slate and we're going to mold them in our own image and make them into the ultimate whatever, you know, agility dog, companion dog, therapy dog, whatever. Yeah. And we don't realize that by that age, these behaviors are, are already cemented. They learn within the first two, three weeks of life. They learn from their moms what things are scary, what things are not. What you know, whether they should allow themselves to be touched or not, and so by the time we take home those puppies, it's like they're already, you know, they're not little blank slates. They already have personalities. They've got their birth order that's had an effect, mm-hmm. and so and I, I definitely have seen these dogs. Like I said, where people got them as little puppies and they did the things. They they socialized them. They took them places. They yep. had them around other dogs. They you know got you know people to play with them and stuff like that. And even so, like the fear is real. Right. And see, the thing is, we're all born with a personality. Okay. You know, it's, and then our environment plays another part of it. And then who's part of our, our, our world. If you get owners that think that because a dog is acting shy and withdrawn to give them hugs and kisses, like they're there, it's okay. That's totally wrong. The dog is looking for, he's, he's stressed. He's looking for an exit. He's looking for a leader, somebody to follow that's got their poop in a group. All right. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, and if you by coddling them, dogs don't coddle uh then uh they to them they look at you like well you don't know what you're doing either you're not a very good looking you know a, a good leader you don't i don't feel strong you know around you that i have that you have my back and i can trust that you will bring us through this and so that's the whole thing to the shy timid dog class is to help the owners understand that they play a big part in this it's just not turning mm-hmm. presenting it but it's how the dogs re- or the uh, humans react to what the dogs does that is what compounds a lot of the problems and so our our as a human nature to coddle when you see a, kid, a person crying to go up to them and go there there it's okay okay but dogs when they see another dog crying and i'm, I'm sure dogs do cry that they, they just kind of look at him like say what okay look at squirrel right <laughs> you know they try you know so that they don't coddle like that right and, and I, I think too like there's there's also this idea that we have because you know so drilled into us about everything that you know love conquers all oh, yep and and i will tell you i mean how many years have i had chico in my home yep and i don't even know how old is he now uh like 12 or something like that you know we don't i think he was seven when we got him puppy mill dog okay we don't we don't beat him we don't chain him up outside we uh don't do anything to this dog other than Uh feed him and you know let him do his own thing and yet last week not this past weekend the weekend before he was like if i'm outside with him he is glued to my leg Uh but he was outside with all the other dogs Mm -hmm. so he's not alone in the home all the other dogs and my husband took off down the road Thank God traffic stopped, but even so, it's alarming. Uh And, you know, I ended up having to chase him half a mile down the road, Uh at which point he turned around, looked at me with those big eyes, didn't recognize me, headed back the other way. And luckily for me, he turned down the driveway and went home. But, you know, I, I feel like, you know, how many years have I had this dog in my home? Right. So... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. not easy. So look look at my website. Dogs. New class, shy tape of dogs. Hey, the fastest growing planet in our solar system is Jupiter, in case you were keeping tabs. Brian, once again, you had an easy workload this week. That's pretty good. Not too many calls. Yeah. So that worked out good. And Dr. Jess, I want to thank you so much for coming. And uh, don't hide your dogs. Train them. Uh, if you don't train them, don't blame them. See you next week.